everyone. Happy Wednesday and may God bless you all. Welcome to another verse of the day. My name is Maxine and I hope you are enjoying your midweek. Um, kindly like, subscribe and share the platform. We are definitely keen on spreading the word of God, spreading his love through the word and having as many people encounter Christ through the gospel. We're thankful and we're grateful for the feedback as well. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of Luke chapter 9 verse 62 and I'll be reading it from the Amplified Classic version first and then we'll translate it as well in the message version. I like the two comparisons because I think the message kind of opens it up in a way that we're able to understand it better. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into this place. We are grateful for your presence and we ask you to have this word become alive in our hearts and our mind so that we can actually manifest it in our daily living with our loved ones, our friends and those we interact with each day. Heavenly Father, I come before you thankful and grateful. We are glorious and we are humbled to be in your presence. You are a mighty God. You are an awesome God. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the ancient of days, the bright morning star, the lily of the valley, the alpha omega, the word, the light. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for just being present. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We're gloriously grateful. We're humbled. We take off our crowns and we come to you bare. We come to you exposed. We're coming to you vulnerable. We're coming to you in full faith, in trust and in dependability of your love. We're thankful for your mercy. We're thankful for your presence of love in our hearts and in our daily living. We're thankful for our family. We're thankful for our friends. We're thankful for the source that you are, Abba, Father, the provider, providing for us as we provide for our people. We're thankful for the word. We're thankful for Jesus. And we're thankful for the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, we're thankful for the gift of salvation. We're thankful that even now you're still interceding for us as you have placed our enemies, your enemies, under your foot. We're thankful for the ultimate sacrifice that you have shown us and allowed us to have restoration of our glory with our Father in heaven. We're thankful for your teachings and we're thankful for the word that you have given us today. Show us the way, show us the light, make us more preserved as salt of the earth and the light of this world. Holy Spirit, we're thankful for your presence for you have freed us. You give us liberty. You show us the way through guidance and direction. You give us spiritual illumination. We call unto you and we ask you to search the heart and mind of God and reveal to us the blueprint for our lives, the blueprint for for the, the gospel, the blueprint for us to do the service of our Lord Jesus Christ. I ask all this trusting and believing in you, Jesus, my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Luke chapter 9 verse 62, the Amplified Classic. And Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In the message version, these are the words of Christ. Jesus said, No procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. 
And I think this is a timely message because we live in a society where there's so much influence from the world and there's so much pressure from society to fit in when we all end up trying to, you know, be part of this rat race. There's a routine of life that society has set. And unfortunately, it doesn't incorporate God. God these days is something that is historical. People refer to Christianity as something their parents would do. These days, Christianity is not considered important. I mean, I live in the UK and in London, and it's unfortunate that sometimes we see that the British monarchy, unfortunately, don't talk about churches anymore and attending service. It's only something that we see the royals do, but we don't see the locals do it anymore. The life of Christianity has slowly died in places like the UK. But you know, there's been a revival. A revival that has come in, interestingly, from different sources that are actually unexpected, you know, which is a good thing. And you know, it just shows how powerful God is. It shows how great he is. Um, This scripture is God telling us that it is time to stop being lukewarm. You know, you're either cold or you're hot. You know, I like how God says in Revelations that anyone who's lukewarm is spat out. He vomits them out because when you're undecided, when you're halfway into a situation, you're not showing total commitment. You're not showing total dedication. You're not showing total loyalty. It means you're unreliable and you're not dependable. One moment you can decide to follow the ways of the world that the enemy has set. And the other side is you're following God when you feel like it. And I can definitely stand on this truth and say, neither God or Satan likes it. Satan doesn't like people who are half committed. And if Satan doesn't like it, then why should God like it as well? We must understand that Jesus is telling us it's time to stop saying, I'm going to commit myself to God. I am going to start going to church. I'm going to start reading the word. I'll get saved tomorrow. I'll start my transformation tomorrow. He's saying, stop looking backwards, look ahead. And your head vision is walking in Christ, being attached to Christ being committed to God, doing your role and fitting into the kingdom of God. That's all it is. And we must take it and seize that moment and seize it every day in our lives. Because every time we keep on procrastinating, we hold ourselves back from receiving God. And I believe it slowly makes us lukewarm. This scripture is referring to a follower who decided to follow Christ when he was uh, done with preaching a multi- from a multitude of people and they were on our way back to a city. They were rejected once and then Jesus decided to make his way into another city and he came across somebody and of course this man said I want to go bury my 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 dead relative and then I'll come follow you and then he said let me go put my house in order then I'll come follow you and Jesus was saying this is not um something that you do this is not something that you say he even went on to say let the dead bury their dead and it's not Jesus being cold or being mean God is telling us like we need to stop holding on to our past we need to stop holding on to what what we once were you know when we embrace salvation 
there's a new life there's a new path that has been created and out of our iniquities and our natural state it's obviously um it's obvious that we'd ask what comes next how will i go about this I don't know what lies ahead. And there's that element of uncertainty. And, you know, if you're not sure, if your faith is not really sound, there's a chance that you might actually be fearful. But God is telling you that he's the way, the truth and the life. Jesus Christ will provide the way. All you have to do is depend on him. And this calls for a great implication of your faith, that you actually have to manifest your faith and trust God completely. And why not? We have seen through scripture that God is truly able and dependable. I have not come across any scripture where someone said God didn't have my back, like he said he would have my back, and I did not see God step in. God always comes through for you. And so in knowing the word, in studying the word, your confidence in God builds. Every negative mindset that you're leaving will try and hold on to you and kind of give you some element of reassurance like, where are you going? This is a more familiar way. You're more used to this kind of life. Why would you want to turn away? And it's the same thing that addicts face, alcoholics face, people who are venturing into new jobs, new lifestyles, living from one country to the next. There's always that, what comes next? But what comes next is God. What comes next is the word. And anytime you feel scared, you feel fearful, you're not sure, you open the word of God and see what he says. God is always able to provide an answer for you. The Holy Spirit is present with you when you receive the gift of salvation. He knows your heart. He knows your mind. God created you. So he knows that Maxine is going to be fearful about what comes next. So I'm going to put things in her way that she will discover I will put people in her way that she will find and they will steer her, they will guide her, they will um, uplift her, they will motivate her, they will encourage her. God works in mysterious ways, in miraculous ways, in obvious ways and in spiritual ways. He works in mighty ways and even works in ways that we do not know of. You might find that there's something bothering your mind and your spirit and God opens a scripture to you and there's a specific verse that just answers the very same question you're asking. God knows what comes next. So you trust him. I always like saying he's like an Uber driver. We don't set the destination, he does. And he's the one who guides us. He's the one who drives. And when he drives us, all we have to do is sit on the back seat. If we are able to trust pilots, we're able to trust bus drivers, we're able to trust Uber taxi drivers and people we care for to drive us, why can't we allow God to drive our lives? We trust human beings with our lives. Why can't we trust the creator of life with our lives? And God is telling us, forget your past, forget what has been familiar to you. The kingdom of God is before you. His ways, his teachings, his love, his kindness, his mercy, his blessing is at hand. It's literally ahead of you. There is a foresight that God is telling you that all you need to do is walk in the path that I have given you. No more procrastinating. No more, I will get saved tomorrow. No more, I will look for Jesus tomorrow. Start today. There is no way a man who's in the farm and is meant to plow their garden will start looking back. 
When he holds his hand on the tool to plow, the idea is to plow what is ahead of him. And so Jesus is telling us, stop looking at your past. Stop looking at what you've done. He's choosing not to see it. He has decided not to see it. And why? Because the blood of Christ speaks. And that means that God is telling you, you have a new moment to to enjoy your new created self and walk with the Holy Spirit in the law of Christ through his teachings and just manifest God in your life. So this is an encouragement for somebody who's just joining their faith in Christ, who's just got saved, who's beginning their journey of spiritual transformation. You're coming from a past that you're very familiar with and you will have the enemy and your mindset that has some element of strongholds telling you, go back to the old ways. That is what you're used to. Why are you going to something that you don't know of? But God is telling you, I made you. I know the plans that I had for you. There were plans to prosper for you to have an expected end. He says, lean not on your own understanding. Trust me completely. Acknowledge who I am and I will make my path clear. And he says, the just, the, 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 the just shall live by faith. He says, stick to the ancient paths for they lead to certain ways. God loves to show us the way. God would like us to be in the way that he has directed for us, for he knows your chapter 65 and chapter 100 of your book. Satan doesn't. Satan relies on the light that God shines upon your life. And so he does everything he can to manipulate and deceive you with the light that's coming towards you and use any possible means to steal that light and install darkness into your life. So don't let the ways of the world confuse you. Don't let the trends of society that wax and wane, that come and go, that are in and out confuse you. When you choose to follow Christ, be consistent, be diligent. God rewards those who diligently seek him. Be faithful. No matter what they say, you may look unpopular. You may not look like you're the in it crowd, the it crowd, but God is seeing you. And when things start to get great in your life, the blessings that, because no one can compare their human blessings to God blessings. When you walk with Jesus, you walk with the light that's in this world that shines out of darkness and darkness can never comprehend. It's a spiritual law. It's the truth. It's a fact. It's the word. So no human on earth can come and tell you the light that shines upon you is not shiny enough. When Jesus is with you, that light is just enough. And so you will have blessings, you will have anointings, you will have prosperity, you will have greatness. This is not just faithful talk. This happens. We can see many people who have stuck through their faith in Christ, followed the teachings of Christ, been obedient and fully trustworthy in God. And we can see them living prosperous lives. You don't have to have millions of money to be prosperous. You don't have to have mansions and have the fame in this world to be prosperous. But they have God in them. And so take that decision today. As you steer forth into the kingdom of God, which is at hand, allow the glory of God to manifest in your life. Walk in his ways. Read the word each day. Every time you have a scripture, reflect on it. For God is trying to teach you something. Your life is in the word of God. 
And so God is telling you, look not on your past, look ahead, look at me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I will give you life. I'd just like to end this um, devotion by um, a scripture that has just come into my spirit. Um, And it's very important that we manifest this each day. And I hope that this can be a scripture that we can refer to when the calls of the past, the calls of the recent past come knocking at your door saying, this is what you're familiar to, you know, and it's in Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 20. And he's, I think it's 18 to 19, actually. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. And I'd like this to be a prayer that this is what the Lord has said. And you can tell God, this is what you have done in the word. This is what you have said in the word. And this is what I expect from you. Because you have told me not to procrastinate. You have told me to look forward. You have told me to hold on to my plow and plow ahead. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is an assurance, a promise and a prophecy into someone's life right now. That God is telling you to forget what has been in your past. Forget what has been familiar to you. Do not dwell on it and look ahead for he is doing a new thing. You may not see the end result yet, but your faith is being called upon to see that God is springing up something great in your life and he's making a way in the wilderness. No one else can do that apart from God. And he's putting streams in your wasteland that is bringing water of life. He's bringing abundance and he's bringing blessings. I hope this is something that someone can definitely share testimony to and say, I trusted God. I leaned on the word. I did not lead on my understanding. I leaned on Christ Jesus himself. I had my past knocking at my door and they kept on telling me, look back, look back. But I looked onto the word in Luke 9, 62 and reaffirmed it with Isaiah and I looked not on the former things and this is what the Lord has done for me. Have a lovely Wednesday and may God mightily bless you. Amen.